Warhammer fantasy news, hobby, lore, and more. Welcome to the War Games Orchard with Nathan and GJ. Let's unleash our inner beast and find out exactly what it looks like. This is the War Games Orchard. Welcome to the show. It's GJ. And today I want to try something that Nathan has been doing on the show a couple of times, which is to generate a random character with the uh, Realm of Chaos 3rd edition books. Although it's not going to be quite random, because since I am doing a Beastman army for the Call of the Crown challenge, I do want to generate a beastman hero and I want to see what he looks like and if it is at all possible I want to even try and model him up during the challenge which is going to be a bit of a challenge since I am not a great sculptor and not in the slightest but well there's only one way for me to learn those things which is to simply do them. But first, let's talk some news and hobby. Not everybody needs a hobby. A hobby is supposed to pass the time, not fill it. I did absolutely nothing, and it was everything that I thought it could be. I haven't had much time for hobby this past week, which is mainly due to work getting in the way. I had some deadlines coming up, and uh, that forced me to work some nights, and usually... Uh, the night or the evening is my uh, my hobby time. And I did manage to do some things, fortunately. I have... Um, I had some, some skinks sitting on my desk that I needed to finish because they were taking up space and I couldn't put down the beastman I wanted to do for this first month for the Call of the Crown. They are nearly finished. This is just going to be a quick and dirty job. I uh, gave them some uh, blue coats and highlights with the airbrush. And I think this was even before I went on holiday. So they've been sitting there for well over a month. And those uh, skinks I just needed to finish up. I had to... Um, what I did was uh, painted the belly, the underbelly. I painted it. Uh, first with the raid bone base paint and then gave it some agorous dune um, contrast wash or paint. I don't even know what is, uh, how to call this. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, well, it's, it's contrast, so it's a bit between a paint and a wash. I did that. I did it, the same thing on the crests and then I did the gold details and... Uh, the claws and the teeth and the blowpipes. Uh, these are the 6th edition skinks with the blowpipes. I uh, did the blowpipes and the darts. Uh, also raid bone and gave them a skeleton horde contrast treatment. And that was basically it. Now, I'm not sure before I continue if you can hear this. But I, I think I am coming down with... Uh, Maybe a cold or the sniffles or whatever you want to call it. I, I do feel my nose is uh, a bit plugged up. Sorry for if that, that puts you off your meal. Uh, if you're listening to this while you are cooking dinner, maybe. 
but uh, that might change my voice a bit. I might have some trouble uh, breathing. I try to work that out in post, but well, let's just see how it goes. So I hope you will forgive me for that. Um, do we have some more hobby and news stuff? We do actually. Uh, this is mostly news related, which has to do with the painting challenge. We have a new painting challenge for October and the theme of this painting challenge is trick or treat. So get to work on your Halloween themed painting challenge miniatures. We also have a winner for the September challenge. It's a Jake Roschek and I do hope I pronounce your name correctly mate. I'm terrible at names especially when I read them. And uh, Jake has uh, painted a lovely set of Black Orcs, the Bash Brothers, who are his A-team. And well, if we can trust Grimgore who is the best, then Black Orcs, I think, should also be amongst the best. It uh, was a tight race, I have to say. My uh, my own Z team uh, came in in a close second, but um, I am very uh, happy to congratulate you, Jake. It's a well-deserved uh, first place. It's an excellent paint job, beautifully painted miniatures. There is also a bit of other news. Now I don't know exactly when we will get this news, but this weekend it came to my attention that on the Warhammer community page in the uh, Sunday hobby updates that they do this week in, the, in hobby, this week on the Warhammer community, somewhere way down at the bottom, there was a tiny sentence where they said, we will get an old world update this week. Now, I have been anxiously refreshing this page, uh, this Warhammer community page the entire day. They have some new things have shown up, but nothing old world yet. If it had been, then that would probably have been the theme of this podcast, of course, depending on how much of it has dropped. I will try to see if Nathan and I can get our schedules lined up whenever this drops and give you a, uh, a new episode, maybe a bonus episode, maybe it's going to be next week's episode. We don't know yet when this will drop. And let's see if we have something worthwhile to report on the old world. While we are on the topic of the old world, let's go back to the very, very, very old world, at least for, my, for me it is very old of the third edition of Warhammer Fantasy. In third edition, Games Workshop released a set of books which are known as the Realm of Chaos. And these are excellent books. I know that Nathan sort of lives in them. I have uh, just sort of touched upon them, so I will probably have to look up a lot of things here. But these books give you a lot of fun stuff a lot of things that you can use to build fun, silly, random characters. The only experience I have with the Realm of Chaos, apart from leaving through them, is that I have a Chaos Champion, which is leading a uh, slow-grow escalation campaign a Chaos Army. 
and I have decided that whenever he wins or loses or does some mighty deeds in battle, he will either get a Chaos Gift or a Chaos Attribute, uh, placing him on the path of either Demonhood or Spawn them. And right now I can tell you he is uh, over halfway to becoming a Spawn, I believe. I think he needs uh, six Chaos Attributes and he already has four, which is after just one battle. Let's see how this goes. I probably think I will have to uh, turn him into a Spawn. And then start a new champion who looks exactly the same and has exactly the same stats. And all of his um, uh, spiny bits are covered by Chaos Armor so you don't see it. But underneath his Chaos Armor he has been hideously warped. Now what I do want to do is try and see if I can get a Beastman character. That with my limited modeling skills I can actually... Uh, turn out to make out to be the way that I roll him up today. I have absolutely no idea what this is going to be. I have my set of D&D dice here, um, got them prepared for that D1000 table. And the first thing that we are going to do is see what kind of Beastman champion we are going to get. Now this has no effect on the game that... Um, that I play, which is uh, Warhammer Fantasy 4th edition and later. But uh, in the 3rd uh, edition, you have the option to get either a regular Beastman or a Beastman Hero. And the Beastman Hero is uh, either a level 5, 10, 15, 20 or 25 Hero. And these Beastman heroes, uh, they all have different stats. Uh, they are comparable to what you would say a champion or a lord uh, or a hero. And there are, there are some in-between levels. And the Beastman level 25 hero is uh, probably a little bit better than your average lord. Uh, level 4, level 5 both have 5 wounds, so that's saying something. There is a table here in the book, and this is the uh, Lost and the Damned, the second one of the Realm of Chaos books. And on this table, you can get a uh, percentage roll to see what the level of your beastman is going to be. On a level one to, uh, on a roll of a one to fifty, you get a regular beastman, just a normal trooper. On a fifty-one to seventy-five, he is a level five hero. On a 76 to 85, it is a level 10. 86 to 95, level 15. 96 to 99, 20. And if I roll a 100, it's going to be a level 25 hero. So let's see how tough my beastman is going to get. And of course, it is a normal beastman. I roll a 24. He has a regular run-of-the-mill beastman. He's not even a character. But he will have to do. This regular beastman has a starter profile of uh, movement 4, weapon skill 4, ballistic skill 3 and strength 3, toughness 4, 2 wounds, initiative 3, 1 attack, leadership 7, intelligence 6, cool 7, willpower 6. I'm going to write that down and then we'll see what attributes and stuff that he gets. Now a beastman can already have attributes before the game begins and these attributes are basically things like chaos mutations that he picked up along the way. 
A regular beastman has a 50% chance to have attributes and then he will have d3 attributes if he does. And the higher the level is, the more your mutations you are going to get. So let's see here, I'm going to roll a d6 and on a 1, 2 or 3 my beastman has d3 mutations and on a 4, 5, 6 he has no mutations. It is a 3, so luckily we get d3 mutations. And that's going to be 2 uh, mutations, well I say mutations, but the correct term is attributes. 2 chaos attributes for my beastmen. For the chaos attributes we have to go to that other realm of chaos book, Slaves to Darkness. It's got a personal attributes table and this is the infamous d1000 table. Let's see what we are going to get for our first attribute. It's going to be 80, uh, 28. Let's see I have, if I have my dice lined up correctly. Number 28, which is Atrophy. Let's see what that does. Uh, atrophy, oh, we get to roll again. One or more parts of the mutant's body become shriveled and atrophied. As a result, the mutant loses the use of that part of his body. Roll a d6 to determine how many parts of atrophy we have. I roll a 4, that means 2 parts. Reduce initiative by minus 1 half and toughness by minus 1 half per area affected. Roll the appropriate number of d6 to determine which areas are affected. The first one is, uh, let's see, that's a 5, a leg. The mutant's move is divided by 2. Oh good, he has a shriveled up leg. If he has only one remaining leg, he can only hop, which is a movement divided by 3. And if all the mutant's legs are atrophied, it cannot move without assistance and he has a movement of 0. Oh boy. This is not going to be a very good hero, I can tell you now. And of course, for the second part, uh, his other leg is getting atrophied. So, my beastman now has a movement of zero. He has a toughness of uh, two times minus a half, which is three. And for his initiative, also loses one point, so he's down to two. Now, as you may note, I said that if the mutant uh, has only one leg remaining so it is possible to grow some extra legs let's see if we can get him back to hopping speed for our second attribute we go back to our d1000 table and we roll 726 726 is going to be Powerful legs. Okay, let's see what that is going to do then. The mutant gains powerful hind legs like those of a kangaroo. The mutant may use its full movement in a turn, then may make a leap of a distance equal to half its movement in the same turn. The leap will carry the mutant over obstacles. And a mutant with the bird's feet attribute may make a claw attack while leaping. Oh, now I need to get that bird's feet attribute. So let's see how this is going to work. He has two legs and they are both shriveled up so he cannot move. 
but then it says he gains powerful hind legs so i'm just going to take this with a little bit of a grain of salt and see if he can just instead of his two atrophied legs grow a pair of kangaroo legs so he basically has two vestigial legs plus two kangaroo legs i think that's what we're going to go with for him uh, makes him maybe look a bit like the dragon ogre shagot who's got those two little claw-like things dangling from his pelvis those those little t-rex arms i think i'm going to do something like that with my beastman as well two powerful kangaroo legs and two vestigial legs now i assume that gives him back his full movement of four but I am going to keep his minus one to toughness and minus one to initiative because of his atrophied legs. I can imagine they are still in the way, they are still vulnerable if they get hit. Might bleed out a little bit sooner than a uh, healthy leg. I have no idea how this works. So, uh, plus that this will probably have no effect in the games I play anyway. Now that we have our basic beastman. We are going to see what kind of chaos god he follows. For that I am going to go random. I'm going to roll a d6 and on a 1 he will follow chaos undivided. On a 2 he will follow corn. On a 3 slanesh. On a 4 nurgle. On a 5 siege. And on a 6 I'm going to roll again. It is 6 so I have to roll again. But well we're here for rolling dice. And now we have four. Uh, let's see, I thought I said that was Nurgle, right? Yes it is, I listened it back. It's a champion of Nurgle. That means that I will probably have to um, exchange my regular Bestigor that I was going to paint for a unit of Bestigor, the Nurgle Bestigors. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, we have a Nurgle champion. And let's see what a Nurgle Beastman champion gets. The champion receives the appropriate mark of chaos from his chosen patron. In the case of Nurgle, this consists of a randomly determined attribute plus an increase in toughness of plus one. So his toughness that we lost is back to four again. Only his initiative has a minus one. And we get to roll another attribute. So let's go back to that D1000 table and see what the third attribute is we are going to get. It is going to be attribute 114. And 114 is sadly not bird's feet, that is 186 to 190. 114 is going to be bestial face. The mutant's face becomes identical to that of some sort of beast. Yes, we did not have that already. The mutant's fear points are increased by 1. So now we have a single fear point. And in 3rd edition, um, this is going to be off the top of my head from what I heard about it. Fear is not just an ability that you have, but you actually have a number of fear points. And the more fear points you have, the more fearsome you look. So these attributes can give you a number of fear points. And all those fear points added together determine, uh, I think, the level of tests or the, maybe the level of modifier to a 
I guess school or leadership test or something like that. Um, that your uh, your opponent have to take when facing you. First, we have to determine the nature of the mutant's new face by rolling a d10 and consulting the table below. The result on a d10 is an 8, which is the mutant's visage alters into that of a goat, and it gains the gore attack, which gives him a plus 1 attack. Well, that is basically it then. We have now a, a beastman with the face of a goat. And I think that this is probably what a beastman should look like, more or less. They already have a sort of goat face. So this is not going to be too difficult, I think, to model. Um, he has got some some kangaroo legs and some vestigial legs uh, I have to see how I'm going to do that maybe I can find like a plastic toy kangaroo somewhere that I can put a a, a beastman torso on um, yeah I'm not overly excited by this as you might hear it's not just that I have a case of the sniffles but it's also I had expected a little bit more from this Maybe a little more of those attributes. Uh, it's already over. I'm not going to roll a retinue because that's not really what this uh, beastman is about. Maybe I can do the following. Maybe I can pretend that he has been advanced a little bit. So I can make him a little bit more nurgly. Let's say that my beastman has drawn the attention of his patron god and that he has received a couple of gifts from Grandfather Nurgle. I am going to roll a random number of gifts. That's going to be a d3. I don't want to advance him too far. And well, let's just keep rolling on those tables and see what we get. He's going to get two gifts from Nurgle. Now Nurgle has a, a table here somewhere in one of these books that I am going to find and this table gives you the rewards for um, the rewards for Nurgle. Uh, we have the uh, well basically the way this works is you get a chaos gift I think we have to do it like that. This is just me trying to figure it out. So please bear with me here, guys. You have a Chaos Rewards table. And I have to roll a D100. And then I consult the table below. On a 1 to 40, it's going to be a Chaos Attribute. On a 41 to 100, it's going to be a Chaos Gift. And the Chaos Gift, I can refuse. And instead, I have to take a, uh, a Gift of Nurgle. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it uh, a little bit by the book. Uh, a little bit by the book and a little bit uh, of my own devices here. Let's see if we can get Nurgle's favor for our poor little beastman with his vestigial and kangaroo legs. We roll a 41 and that is going to be a chaos gift. The chaos gift 41 is frenzy. So... I don't think I want a frenzied Nurgle Beastman. 
let's go see what gift Nurgle can give us. And this is going to be another D100. He is going to get gift 70. Nurgling infestation. The champion becomes the host of a group of small Nurglings. They live in the recesses of his armor and clothes, snuggling into his armpits and nestling in his hair. In hand-to-hand -hand combat, the Nurglings leap from the champion's head and shoulders and clamber about his feet, biting and clawing at the enemy. This counters an extra strength 3 attack made by the champion. The Nurglings cannot be attacked themselves, and any who are trampled or squashed in combat are soon replaced. The gift may be acquired by the champion more than once, and each subsequent infestation confers another attack. Or alternatively, the second can be passed on to a follower. This is very nice. I have no idea how I'm going to model that up yet. I have to probably sculpt a lot of little Nurgling heads. So let's see if we get that Nurgling infestation represented on my Beastman somewhere. Let's see if Nurgle also wants to give us a second gift or if we have to go back to the attribute table. The second gift is going to be indeed an attribute. So we go back to the D1000 table and see what this is going to be. I'm gonna grab all my D10s again. And here we go, it's going to be attribute 855. Strong. The unit's members are heavily muscled and powerful. As they march, the mutants flex their rippling biceps and flaunt massive pectorals, hoping to fill the enemies with fear at their obvious prowess. Increase the unit's strength by 1. Well, that's pretty straightforward. He does have a strength of 4 now, so overall he's down 1 initiative and up 1 attack and 1 strength. Not too bad. This is going to be a, um, well, I have no idea how to model this either. I probably have to make up some some biceps with green stuff. Um, we can probably do that. Since, uh, I don't think that's going to be too difficult. I already tried something similar with the arms of the... Uh, BA zombie for my uh, for my zombie pirate Z team. Um, he had originally sleeved arms, but I had to put on some muscles uh, to hide the sleeves because, well, Mr. T usually wears a a sleeveless shirt, at least in the pictures that I looked up to uh, to model my. Uh, my Z-team on and, and uh, determine the colors that I was going to paint them. Alright, that's it for my Beastman. He is a uh, strong Nurgling, uh, Nurgle champion with a Nurgling infestation. He has uh, powerful kangaroo-like legs, a goat face, which I guess he already had. And he's got two vestigial legs dangling somewhere. Uh, I'm going to see if I can model this up. I can I can picture him in my head, but that's a very big step to go from a picture in my head to an actual miniature that I can put on the table. Now, I did not give him any weapons or armor yet, 
Um, the reason for this is that that is not a random roll. You can simply choose that. And I have no idea what a regular beastman will have in uh, how many points he has to spend on weapons and armor. I'm probably going to go with uh, something like a great weapon because he is, uh, I think, going in a unit of Pestigore. He might even be a, a, a Nurgle beastman hero that I'm going to use. And I think a great weapon would work well with something that has a high toughness and can probably stand a few hits uh, before being able to strike back. That's going to be it for today. It is a shorter episode than you are used to, which is in part due to the fact that I am really out of breath at the moment, but I did want to get an episode out today. And it is also in part that I am looking very much forward to finally getting an old world update. And hopefully we can get you another episode somewhere this week. It will all depend on our mutual schedules and on if, uh, when, when and if this um, update will drop. And if it is worthwhile to spend an entire episode on. You will all uh, see this. Just keep an eye out for the uh, for for the podcasts. Uh, if you are subscribed, you will probably get a notification for that. Now, if you like these Realm of Chaos books, if you want to learn more about them, Nathan has done some episodes both on the regular channel and on our Patreon. You can visit us at the War um, Games Orchard Patreon as well. You can become a patron for as little as one dollar or one euro or whatever the equivalent is in your country. Uh, there's no tiers on the Patreon and you can instantly get access to all the bonus content which includes several of the uh, Rolling Up Random Chaos Champion episodes. It also includes uh, a review Nathan and I did of the zombie pirates that have been a theme for me this past year with the painting challenges that we've been doing. We also have a new series of episodes that Nathan is doing on the 4th edition army books. He's going through them in order of release, I think it is, and he is going to grade them all. He's got his own little system for that. He's going to read through all of those army books and give you a breakdown of how well they are, how well they perform and what marks they get out of 10 for different aspects of the army books. So if you want to um, support the channel, you can do it this way. You can also, of course, just simply uh, share the episodes, get them out there. And even if you just download and listen to them while you are painting or driving or walking the dog or whatever, we really appreciate your support. Thank you very much for listening and of course have a great week. Thanks for listening. You can connect with us on Instagram or email us at wargamesorchard at gmail.com and don't forget to join us on Facebook at The Warhammer Orchard. The time of mortals has come.
situation would end. 